It's Honorado and Company. It's Chris Honorado. It's Ashley Miller. A lot to get to on this week's show that seemed to be drama-driven. And I think you know me well enough by now that I enjoy drama with my sports that are serious. So I don't mind a little bit of a sideshow as long as the sport itself is legitimate and serious. And I think you'll understand where I'm going here because we have a sideshow locally with a sport that is not so much the sport that we are traditionally used to talking in terms of football. Yeah. I mean, listen, we talked drama last week with MLB and the, the side show that was going on there until we yeah. talked about how much we both enjoyed it because it number one, it adds to the rivalry, but it just adds to the interest surrounding it. If Antonio Brown has done anything, it's add interest to the Albany empire. I think yeah. we'll see based on uh, ticket sales this weekend, how much people are interested. Yes. Yeah, sadly, I think it has created interest mm-hmm. and, and we'll get into it here coming up here in a little bit. Aaron judge is red hot. looks like 2022 Aaron Judge, now that he's off the injured list and the Yankees are playing good baseball. Uh, Am I already regretting my prediction that the Mets season in 2023 (laughs) is sunk? I'll answer that question. Uh, We'll talk with Bridget Duffy, who's a Queensbury grad, but doing big things at West Point, both on the soccer and lacrosse fields. Incredible young woman she is. We'll talk with her on the show. Was LeBron James really considering retirement? No, but we'll get deeper into that. Uh, and what else, Ash? What else am I forgetting here this week? Oh, Brooks Kepka. Live and golf. Live golf. Yeah. Winning majors. That is creating interest and conversation, Drama. which is a good thing. Let's get going. is Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhaus. All right, Ash, the drama locally is Antonio Brown and the Albany Empire. Uh, this is a team that is on to its third head coach this season alone, and, and it's really kind of its fourth head coach. Started a season with Tom Manas, fired him. Interim coach Damon Ware fired. There was some talk about maybe Touchdown Eddie Brown being the head coach. That didn't happen. Manas comes back. Manas resigns after the team gets blown out. Then we thought it was going to be maybe John Audino, the former Union College head coach and now current LaSalle head coach. It's not. It's one of his assistants at LaSalle, Pete Porcelli. So half a touchdown Eddie Brown and half a John Audino would make a full one. It feels like the fourth or fifth head coach at this point this year for the, the Empire. Yeah, especially because it was Manasseh's second go-round. I mean, he wasn't a new head coach, but it was the third head coach in succession, and now you've got a fourth. But it's... (laughs) I can't say that I don't want to see him go out and play on Saturday because I'm I'm mildly interested to see what he looks like. But other than that, I'm completely uninterested in the coaching drama and them not being able to feel the team. And I'm, I'm uninterested in all that. The only thing I'm interested in is whether or not he goes out and puts a helmet on and like somebody tries to light him up because you know someone's going to try to. 
Okay. So let's talk about it. He says he's going to play Saturday. That is Albany's next home game. Obviously, it's their yep. next game against Fayetteville. And this has been building. I said it when he became part of the ownership group. Yeah, we I said, like, this guy's going to play. Yeah, he can't help himself. And then when and the the lack of attendance then just became the vehicle for Antonio Brown to get back onto the field. But at some point, it felt like he was going to find his way onto the field. And now here it is. Lack of attendance. He wants to boost it, put on the shoulder pads and helmet and see if that happens. He's a seven-time NFL All-Pro wide receiver. He was destined for a Hall of Fame career, uh, if not for some injuries and then off-the-field antics. Maybe he still gets into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I wouldn't put him in, but maybe he does. Um, and now what does he look like in a game that is so untraditional Very different. to typical outdoor big field football? What can Antonio Brown do? I don't know, but I think a lot of people like you are are intrigued by just that prospect is how will he look out there right are you not intrigued by the idea of no, no. one of the greatest no. receivers of his generation no going out and running no. circles i'm interested no. to see if he runs circles around arena football league people and if he doesn't that's more interesting i mean i generally don't watch the big three which is this three-on-three -three tournament with yeah. guys who are out of their prime and can still hoop in a yeah. half-court three-on-three format. This is like that. This is a guy who's beyond his yeah. prime, playing on a small field against lesser competition. Oh, yeah. why, why do I care? And at least the big three, it's like guys who are all on. An, but my thing is, like, it's guys who are all on an even playing field. This shouldn't be an even playing field. If Antonio Brown is five years beyond today, he should yeah. still like he's a guy who just has speed for days. He's got hands, even if he is completely not in shape, which I believe he is in shape, at least oh. good enough, as good a shape as these guys are in. Uh, I still think he's going to succeed if there is someone to throw him the ball because they didn't have a quarterback. And now, I, I mean, they bring the other quarterback back. This is the other thing. It's like, you win a quarterback, you lose a quarterback. The old quarterback you had beat you by 35 points, and then it, it's just a... Which is why I said at the beginning of the show, I enjoy drama mm -hmm. with my serious sports. Mm -hmm. This is not a serious operation. No. It, no. First of all, it's not a serious sport. I'm sorry to offend people who enjoy it. Fine. It's also not... A, it's just not a serious operation. This mm -hmm. thing has been a clown show for a couple of months. They can't decide who the head coach is. Right. The, the coaches themselves can't decide whether or not they want the job. They're locking players out of hotel rooms. I'm sorry. I, I just... I, I understand why American television producers put together so many reality TV shows uh -huh. because there's enough mindless people in this country that are going to watch these shows. They're going to show up at MVP arena on Saturday night as well, because they want to witness reality TV, a possible dumpster fire and train wreck. This is not for good football. This is not for the love of sport, right? This is simply because you might see something absolutely absurd and ridiculous happen on a foot on on something of a football field that you can then walk away and tell your buddies about or get video and put it on Instagram, get some TikTok content going, 
do all that. Cool. Go have fun. Have a beer and do it. Fine. But I, I just am not interested. I don't watch the Kardashians. I don't watch the Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, me neither. Done with, I don't even do the singing competition stuff and America's Got Talent. And all the, I, I'm good. I'm good. I just, I don't need to, to witness somebody else's train wreck of a life to, to give me some form of entertainment or feel better about mine. So I'm yeah. I'm good on this. There's got to be something better on TV Saturday night. Oh yeah. To watch at home than to go to this game. Sure. Sorry. Unfortunately, I'll probably have to be there. So this is this is what it all comes down to. <laughs> Would you be more intrigued? No. <laughs> no. It's no. your only chance to ever see Cam Newton and Antonio Brown real life in person and you're you're not going to go if by some act of god cam newton decides he's going to join the dumpster fire what could and and i could even just leave it alone to antonio brown here what could antonio brown and or cam newton Mm -hmm. do in a national arena league game that would leave you walking away and say man that guy still got it wow what a what a what an impressive athlete he like of course you've said it there's nothing yeah. for these guys to gain because if antonio brown doesn't catch right. seven touchdowns that are all of the 40 to 50 yard length of the field variety we're going to yeah. say well this guy can't even play in the national arena league there is zero upside if cam newton is throwing balls into the transfinder field turf and he can't get he can't connect with somebody you say well this guy's like no i just i'm not entertained by Guys of elite talent stepping all the way down and what playing well, who cares? Yeah, I'm sorry, just not into it. I get it. Send them back to Pittsburgh. But and listen, someone commented on a Facebook post that I had that I did as an update and said, Nobody cares, move on, shouldn't even be whatever. Whatever. And I said, That's wrong. I said, No offense, but you can't say that you can't blanket statement that about any. One story, whether you care about it or not, that's fine. But the fact of the matter is, I had more comments on my Antonio Brown posts than any story I've ever posted. So clearly, whether you agree with what he's doing or not, people are interested. Interested doesn't mean positive or negative. It just means somehow you are involved and interacting. And at the end of the day, that's what's happening. People are paying attention. Uh, we have been reporting that the average attendance for an Empire home game this year is 2,500. I know Roger got from uh, arena officials that they're expecting at least 5,000 people. So it's not going to be the 10 that AB wants, but he's at least going to double that number, it sounds like. And I listen, for the rant that I just went on, I'm not telling people not to go. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling people they shouldn't be interested. I'm telling you I'm not going, and I'm not interested. I also just have a hard time respecting him as a person, mm-hmm. number one, okay? So I'm not going to spend money to support his self-indulging attitude. I'm I'm all set on that stuff. But I would never tell people, don't spend your own money on it. You spend right. your money however you want to spend. I, I'm sure. good. You sit and watch whatever reality TV at home you want. That doesn't affect me. And if they pack the place with 12,000 people, Good for Albany, like good for MVP Arena and Bob Belber and everybody associated with that's great. I'm just not going to be one of them. Yeah. I, I I will never sit here and tell people what they should or shouldn't be interested in or um, how they should or shouldn't spend their money. Never. But I'm making it very clear that yeah. it, this is good. not for me. Yeah. The one thing I think 
that they have to gain. And listen, there needs to be some stability. Like Pete Porcelli needs to be the core, uh, needs to be the head coach through this season and to start next season. Otherwise, the the sideshow continues. Like this needs to at some point become a real organization, a real football team in this league, whether or not you enjoy the sport or not. If Pete Porcelli is not the head coach by the end of the year or next year, like people people are just going to give up. But what I think they can gain is if Antonio plays and he plays well and people become interested, I think if he has a full offseason and Pete Porcelli has a full offseason to put an actual team together that they will put a product on the field that will at least be representative and good enough to compete in this league because right now they're not competing without Antonio Brown. Maybe he gets them to a point where they can win a couple games and then build for next year. This is they're not going to win anything this year. They're already too far behind the eight ball. But I think if you can compete and build a team for next year and he's still a part of it, then I think people become interested to the seven and 8,000 variety. Okay, this is going to be my last kind of thought and question. On it. I, if we've got comments, I, I will cir- cycle through them. I haven't even looked yet. Based on what you're saying, and I'll make the statement before I even see him play, uh-huh. there's no way he's on the field with this team next year playing. Do you think there's a chance he'll play next year? I don't know. I guess it depends on how it goes. Okay. I think that's the only way that that this takes off, that this actually into next year. I think it's the only way you get people in the stands because you you need a good team, but also the sideshow element of it, and that is him. Brittany says he isn't going to boost it. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the attendance should be a little bit better. Roll call. We didn't even roll call. Sam, Carol, well, you got, you got the super rock man. I got what? You got super into it. You were you got on your soapbox and you went with it, which I like. Jay is watching. We appreciate that. Um, yeah. And Brit- OK, Brittany, this is Brittany. Se- seems like she was a fan of the Empire and now is just kind of ticked off that he's made it all about himself and yeah okay. and my biggest thing here was and joy I is watching love it eddie seems to have sunken into the background a little bit yeah. and shied away from the limelight and i'm not surprised because i think the biggest thing that happens here and, and he has everything to lose is the is the difference antonio has nothing to lose he people don't expect anything of him they expect the sideshow the clown show the dumpster fire people don't expect that of eddie <laughs> Uh, he's giving away free tickets. Like, like, I don't think he cares if it makes money. He just wants people in the stands. He's like, here, everybody, everybody gets a free ticket. It's like Oprah. Um, but I think, oh, I even lost my train of thought because that was so good. But Eddie, you're you're talking about his dad who is so well-respected in this area. He cannot be associated with, and I know it's not technically the same franchise. He was the Firebirds, but you can't be associated with burning a franchise to the ground that you took to the very top of the league. You're the greatest AFL player of all time. You can't be associated with what is happening right now. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing is he's like, (laughs) you know, look, Steve makes a good point here and we haven't addressed that because we just don't know. It would be full speculation. Yes. But how often have we talked about that with Antonio Brown? That's not something new with him. Like he ripped his shirt off of an NFL field and ran around like a crazy, like it's, that's, this is, it's a real thing, but it's been talked about and, and clearly it's not being addressed. So. And Jeff is watching as well. Always good to hear from Jeff Casey. Okay. I've, 
I, I, you know, You're sometimes done. I, I we just don't minutes of Antonio. expect what is going to happen. Um, and then something like that happens. All right, let's take a quick timeout. We're back in 30 seconds because we've got a lot to do uh, on the show here. We've got performance industrials, dirty, difficult, done, still to come. We're catching up on the Yanks and the Mets and LeBron James retiring. At Marcello's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. Ash, Aaron Rodgers gets into the metro New York area and all of a sudden he starts, what, quoting Biggie Smalls? It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up. Mac. I mean, Aaron Rodgers says his first month with the Jets has been a dream. I mean, I haven't played a game yet. I find that hard to believe. There's been nothing competitive about it. Uh, and in fact, he was sidelined for part of the second day of OTAs with what he was being described as a minor calf injury. But he was limping around out there the way I do, like an old man. Uh, he's 39. I'm a couple That's more than that. Old man too. Yeah. Um, and I, I did just for a moment think, hmm, I wonder if he's physically going to be able to hold up. He, he didn't last year in Green right. Bay. The protection is not great in New York. So it's it's just something that was the top of my mind here. But is this – let me ask it this way because here's another quote from Rogers. Every day I wake up excited about coming to the facility. Yeah. Is he in for a revenge-like MVP season? Because everything he says and does is going to be with a vengeful attitude. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a deep dig at the Packers organization, but there will be a dig. And it was already like, hey, it's been a dream. Mm-hmm. Every day I wake up excited about going to the facility. And that is to in- – He's out of the darkness. That's why infer it's that that he wasn't as excited. And that the last maybe few years in Green Bay were more of a nightmare than a dream. And so yeah. does he have it in him to – Keep that chip on his shoulder, which has driven him his entire career and put together an MVP-like season. Yes, but only because this is who he is. This is not anything new with Aaron Rodgers. Like you said, he has played every second of every snap of every game of every season of his career since he took over for Brett Favre with a chip on his shoulder. Like, I should have been starting earlier than I was. Now I'm going to try to make myself the greatest Packers quarterback in franchise history. Now the Packers don't want me. I'm going to go show them that I'm still like, this is who he is. So of course he's going to try to do it. I think the difference is, can he do it physically? Can he do it? And I don't know that the answer is yes, but he will. I've said this all along. He'll be a significant upgrade for the jets. So, and I think the jets are a really good team. And I've said this, I think, I think that this season will be really good for them, but I don't know that he's going to have an MVP season. If if I had to pick yes or no, my answer is no. He doesn't have an MVP season, but I think the Jets are pretty good. Top five? Well, if he if they're top five, then he's probably having an MVP season. No, him is he top five oh. MVP voting? Hmm. I'm going to say no. Ooh. 
falls just outside. Okay. Uh, and Jay makes a good point here. It is. There, we yeah. all get that, right? Like, there's always a honeymoon phase to anything that's new. You get excited about it. Phase. Like, I mean, that that was that's a good run. He had a good run. No, I'm talking about that new school feeling now oh, with, with the Jets. He's yes, it. it's he's refreshed. Yep. He he may be 39, but he isn't feeling 39. Exactly. It's a young roster in New York. Yep. Uh, it's Everybody new... wants him around. All the attention is on him. People are excited that he's there. He's the key to the success of the franchise. Like, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah, you're right. A dream. A dream. Nothing about the Jets in general is ever a dream. So unless they win a Super Bowl this year, it isn't going to be a dream. All right, let's stay in the, the metro area. Aaron Judge, between May 13th and May 23rd, the Yankees played nine games. He had eight home runs in those nine games, and the Yanks were seven and two. Um, he's back to 2022 form is kind of what I am yeah. thinking and, and saying here. But clearly, he's not enough. I know the uh -huh. seven and two in those, but he had 62 home runs last year uh -huh. and the postseason was not kind to Aaron judge. No. He's not enough. And so they've got a difficult division to even get into the postseason. They're going to need him to be great in the, in the regular season. And I'm, if he's healthy, he will be. Yep. I'm not, I'm not going to get off on whether or not that translates to postseason success at this point, but, but judge, being healthy in the best division of baseball right now, this this could be a really fun summer with yeah. the way Tampa and Baltimore and is Toronto at the bottom of that division now, yep. uh, which is crazy. And that's this division has flipped so fast. Like we were just 10 days ago talking about, oh, my God, the Yankees are at the bottom. They're in the yep. basement. They're fifth in the division. Well, guess what? 10 days later, they're third in the division, three games behind Baltimore and six behind Tampa. So – you know, like this is why baseball is so great because things change quickly. We'll talk about it with the Mets too. Things can change quickly up or down. You can go one way or the other and no. it's happened. It's turned around a little bit for the Yankees. They still don't have the pitching that they need, um, but they've got enough offense that they should be able to generate. Um, all right. How about the Mets? Last <laughs> week on this show, I said, this season is going nowhere. Now, I did have one caveat, and that was this season will go nowhere unless there are upgrades made to the roster. And I said I believe that there will be because Steve Cohen is invested in making this franchise a winning franchise. Mm -hmm. Mets are 4-2 and two since I said that. They um, had won five in a row over the weekend, and I, yep. and I texted you to say, hey, don't look now, but they've won five in a row. Yep, and now they've lost back-to-back -back as we do yep. the show live on a Thursday morning. Um, Scherzer has pitched well. Verlander pitched well. Alonzo leads all of baseball in home runs. There are enough things to like about this team when it's healthy, and maybe in small doses is how mm -hmm. I should kind of put it. I just don't trust that Verlander and Scherzer are going to hold up for the long haul here, um, and that this offense is going to be potent enough for the entirety of a season. So yeah. uh, am I regretting my – no. No, no, I mean, regret is a, a bit of a strong word. But again, second place in the division, five and a half games behind the Braves. Like, I mean, certainly not sunk. They're very much in the conversation and things. But again, things can go one of two ways. If you're only going to win games when Scherzer 
and Verlander are on the mound, well, that's not going to be good enough. And if Scherzer <laughs> and Verlander can't both stay healthy, that's not going to be good enough either. But we got a glimpse of what those two can do in back-to-back starts, and it was pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah, very, very good. No, no doubt about it. Um, we have had a bunch of potential sweeps in both the NBA and Stanley Cup. Yeah, I know, Joy. I know. I get it. She gets so angry with me about the Braves, but they're just better, <laughs> Joy. It's the way it goes. Um, potential sweeps in both the NBA and Stanley Cup conference mm-hmm. finals. We officially got one this week, and that leads me to this. It's time for the Marcellus Appliance Center MVP of the Month. Shout out to all the good people at Marcellus Appliance Center, the two locations, the flagship in Schenectady and the growing store in Clifton Park. Here is your Marcellus Appliance MVP. I was going to say, Jay jumped us here, so I was giving him some love. How about the Panthers? Jay, we're getting there, buddy. Here we go. The MVP of the month presented by Marcellus Appliance. This was an easy one. Matthew Kachuk last night as we record, or we're live on a Thursday. Uh, third game winning goal of the postseason with like four and a half seconds left in the game sends the Panthers to their first Stanley cup playoff final first Stanley cup final in 27 years. Uh, this is a team that has taken care of the Bruins, the Maple Leafs, and now the hurricanes and Chris, we saw the hurricanes. We watched enough of the hurricanes they made that team look a lot different than like, it's unbelievable to think that this Panthers team swept a hurricanes team that made the devils look very silly at times. Yeah. Uh, so when you're kind of trying to compare teams, what the Panthers have done has been really incredible this uh, postseason. Yeah. I mean, overtime scoring has kind of been his specialty this mm-hmm. postseason, both goals and assists, but Kachuk gets it done Wednesday night in game four against Carolina with five seconds left on a power play. And it was, for people old enough to know this, it was the classic NHL 95 Sega Genesis move where you have the puck behind the net and you come up around into the crease and you just drag it, drag it, drag yep. it until the goalie's out of go. position and you shoot it up over his right shoulder. That, that's exactly what Kachuk did. I've seen multiple goals like that this postseason, but – this, this Panthers team now, and and this could have been Bobrovsky because that guy's playing out of his mind now too. Out of his mind. Um, this Panthers team is now on the verge of becoming the second straight, <laughs> second straight team to win the cup after winning the President's Trophy the the prior year. Mm. So the Avalanche won the yep. President's Trophy in twenty one. Okay. Got bounced early, won the cup in 22. Panthers win the President's Trophy in 22, get bounced early, and then potentially win the cup in 23. So, so that would bode well for the Bruins Jason, next year. Jason yeah. Palatsky and the Bruins. Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem is I don't <laughs> I don't know that the Bruins roster is it, – it's right. getting a little – It's going to change a lot. Yeah. A little long in the tubes. No. Yeah, listen, Bobrovsky is a 1.12 goals against average – and then 966 save percentage. Like, hot goaltender. We've talked about it. Hot goaltender in the playoffs. And you need a little bit of heroicism. Her- heroism. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, yeah. I'm making up words here. Heroism yeah. by players. And Kachuk has been able to do that. And, and Kachuk is far from the only guy, obviously, that's that's been good for them. But it's a cool story. They're an eight seed, right? Like, they're the right. basically the last team into the playoffs. 
And now they're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. I said it this morning on the morning show. I said the last team to get into the playoffs is the first team to get into the Cup Final. Yep. Bob is playing out of his mind. You are right about that. All right, let's take another quick break here on Honorado and Company. Um, I've already ranted once on the show. I'm going to step aside and maybe let Ash handle what's coming next. And those are comments from Bryson DeChambeau about Brooks Kepka's victory at the PGA Championship and what it means for Live Golf and the guys playing on the Live Golf Tour. Back right after this. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. Looking for a fun and relaxing way to spend time on the water? Look no further than the luxury of a pontoon boat. With their spacious and comfortable design, pontoons from Barletta, Sun Chaser, and Sun Tracker offer plenty of room for family and friends to enjoy a day in the sun. Whether you're looking to ski and tube, swim, or simply relax, pontoon boats provide the perfect platform for all of your aquatic adventures. So why wait? Stop by Elfenhouse Boats today or shop online anytime at elfenhouseboats.com. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. By the way, Ash, I'm putting the dancing shoes back on tonight, Thursday night, with Joy Barnard, who was my partner and uh, instructor for Dancing with the Capital Region Stars. Raised a lot of money. Um, Was there a final tally on that that you've seen? Not yet. June 2nd, I think, is the last day of the campaign. Okay. So I might know more then. Okay. Um, but Joy and I are raising some money uh, tonight as well um, at the Ukrainian Center in Is Cohoes. that open to the public? Sure. Anybody open can go. to the public. If y'all want to go donate some money and watch Chris dance, listen, we've been waiting for this video. Maybe at some point, that's going to be my goal by next week to be able to show the video on the air. So... Not only will I most likely disappoint uh, Joy with my timing um, tonight, I've already disappointed her with my outfit because I she wanted me to wear the all black again. I'm like, Uh, that stuff was all rented. Right, rented. Like, how about a white shirt, black pants, black bow tie? I'm like, nope, don't don't have any of that with me either. Just you can wear your wedding tux. Well, it's at home. I'm not going home. I got a lot of stuff going on today. Do I bring it to you? So I'm wearing my dress pants. I've got. I have a different shirt I can put on. But that's I'm you know what I'm just gonna dazzle people with the feet and and not let them be disappointed right. in the outfit. That's the goal. All right, let's let's get to the uh, and when we've got Bridget Duffy coming up here on the show Very here short. in about ten minutes or so. Brooks Kepka and I know we're a handful of days behind here, mm-hmm. but he's the first live golfer to win a major championship. Now I like to call them live defectors. Not like live golf has been around for all that long. Okay. They've only lost, you know, if you want to say lost, like a handful of majors since mm-hmm. this thing was created. Right. But there were some uh, doubters, maybe, that they would be able to win at the highest level or that they'd even be allowed to compete right. in some of these tournaments. But and maybe down the line, they won't be able to. Isn't that still kind of in the. Yeah, it's still in the courts. Courts. Five. 
majors now for Brooks Kepka. Three PGA championships. Yeah, he's putting himself in some uh, some pretty good company. When you're when you're mentioned with the likes of Tiger Woods for your three PGA championships, not so bad. Okay. Uh, this yeah. is what everybody seems to be this caught up in, though, the- and this is Bryson DeChambeau's comments after Kepka's win. Yeah. It validates everything we've said from the beginning, that we're competing at the highest level, and we have the ability to win major championships. Duh. Yeah, but I think he, he implied here that people thought otherwise. Nobody thought that when some of these guys, and we're not talking about guys who are washed up and aren't going to win anymore, who are going for the the money grab. We're talking about guys who are in their prime. Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, guys like that. Cam Smith. Who left P- the PGA or live. Nobody thought that they wouldn't be able to compete, which is why I think these comments are ridiculous. It doesn't validate anything. Everyone knew you could win. They were just pissed that you went to live because of everything that it represents. Not because they thought you couldn't win anywhere. That it's ridiculous. That's not that's not the point of any of this. So I don't know exactly what he thinks it validates. We all knew Brooks Kepka was a good golfer and that he would compete and will continue to compete for the next six, seven, eight, ten years on the PGA tour. He had the 54 hole lead at Augusta. Kepka. So great that he lost it after because of the live golf being 54 holes. <laughs> but we of course we knew. Yeah. Like and Bryson DeChambeau continues to prove through his comments and actions and attitude and all this that he is maybe one of the most detached from reality athletes uh-huh. currently going. This guy has no pulse on what people are thinking or saying, or what nobody has ever said, Oh, these guys will never win again. Right. Never. That's unless never, they're not never. allowed to compete. Well, yeah. The knock has been, hey, man, don't leave the most competitive tour for the money. Win your money in prize money. Mm-hmm. Playing the best competition. Wow, that's, that's what Rory and Tiger have said all along. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There are people who came before us and helped build this tour. It's incumbent on us to keep it going. Look at the way the prize monies have driven up in the last 30 years. Okay. Keep that going. You take the easy way out because you are playing now lesser competition. This mm-hmm. is not competing at the highest level on the whip mm-hmm. or not even close. But yes, of course, you still have the ability to win major championships. Come on. Yeah. And I I just think it's a little bit petty. Like, yeah, I know the numbers, but like the purse money for Charles Schwab is what? 8.9 million. Like, go out and win that, and you're taking home a pretty good paycheck. So yep. if you're complaining about $2 million versus what, like, now we're just, it just sounds kind of petty. Yeah. You're not paying us enough. You're getting paid a lot if you win. You're getting paid a lot. And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. Shout out to Bill Miller, his great team. They've got a traveling golf league to support the American Cancer Society. Uh, they are taking sponsor foursomes currently. There are only three so- slots left. So, Bill, at performanceindustrial.com, get your foursome in right now. 
get in touch with Bill, uh, and you'll travel the Capital Region to play Bill. some golf in good weather and support Real Men Wear Pink and the American Cancer Society. Bill at performanceindustrial.com. All right, Ash, you're up. All right. I, you know me. I love, well, I love Cuse Lacrosse, um, but I love giving props to some local products. So this weekend on Friday, yep. Kayla Trainer from Niskayuna, who you know is the Syracuse Lacrosse women's head coach, it's her second season, will oh. try to do what no Cuse coach before her has ever done, and that is win a national championship. This is a program, hasn't been around all that long, but it's a program that's been to now eight Final Fours. This will be its fourth national championship appearance. They are 0 for 3 in national championship games, one of which was against Boston College when Kayla Trainer was an assistant coach on that team. I believe that was 2021, mm, maybe? Mm-hmm, the year before. Mm-hmm. I think it was the year before she came. Yeah, 2021, the year before she came to be the head coach at Cuse. Um, so this is a cool story. If you want to watch Friday, 5:30, final four game. If they win that against Boston College, which the storylines are endless here. You got Kayla Trainer back against her former team, coaching her, her alma mater. Uh, it's a it's a cool team to watch. They're a fun team to watch. They are loaded, and I've said this before. This is their year. Not to say they'll never win, but they are absolutely loaded. They're healthy. They've got so much talent on this team. Uh, this would be a year for them to to go do it. They're better this year than they were when they had Kayla and Alyssa. What was her name? Yeah, I mean, they were an offensive. Juggernaut. Yeah, I mean, it's close, but yeah, like they're because they had this team last year, but were so injured that they got mm. bounced in the quarterfinals. Uh, this year, they've got two or three players back from ACL injuries who, you know, Megan Tyrell just passed Kayla and then Katie Rowan, who we know, both 518 products, U Albany head coach now who were at the top of the program's all-time scoring list. Megan Tyrell is their leading scorer, a Tawaritan, I don't know if I would say favorite, co-favorite um, finalist. But yeah, this is, it's close. It's one of the best teams they've ever had. Okay. All right. That's Friday then. Uh, Adrian Peterson says he's not officially retired, Ash. I say that's all well and good, AP, but you are done, my man. We don't always get to decide. When we are or not retired. And this is in professional sports. Carmelo Anthony retired because he went a full NBA season with anybody calling him. Or at least a situation that was ideal for him. He may have fielded some phone calls Uh for tryouts or workouts or whatever. And he just didn't want to take them. And that's fine. But AP, man, you are, you're done because nobody's going to want you. And, and that's want you. Not as going that's to, a nobody sad does. way for careers to end. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe he gets a roster spot at some point this season. I just can't believe it. No, I just can't believe it. Um, so I hate to break the news to him here. I don't feel bad about it because as a great Vikings running back for many years, he broke my heart. Uh, you, you're done. You done all day, yeah. not today, not today, AP. It's it's over, man. You know, at the end of this year, you're gonna say, "I guess I'm retired." Yeah, I guess I'm retired, retired because I don't have a job in the NFL. So, time to hang it up. Yeah, yeah. All right, another time out here. When we come back, you know, let me throw this up here real quick. Yeah, I was gonna say we could do Go it ahead. after or before. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, 
Uh, another, I know Sam brought it up, but another shout out to locals. And this is someone who's on a similar plane to Bridget Duffy, actually. They feel like they have somewhat similar stories and that they are, Anna Gold is literally lighting the Duke softball record book on fire. Like she's just set it up in flames and she's going to have every record by the time she leaves that school. She will have every softball record in program history. But yes, they are playing against Stanford for a spot in the Women's College World Series. So keep an eye on that as well. And some of the shame is right. Like as great as she is, what do you do post-college career? I I mean, other than the Olympics. Yeah, there's like an Athletes Unlimited softball league that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what you could do, but yeah, it's not a, not a lot of pro and, and softball's leaving the Olympics again. I'm pretty sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, what my point is, it's a shame for her to have this yeah. elite yeah. talent that is going to be a finite career. That's what I'm getting at. All right. Yeah. Duffy Queensbury star. And now I mean, talk about setting some records. She's doing that at West point with the women's lacrosse team, but she's a two sport star wrapped up her freshman year this year. She joins Honorado and Company next, back in a minute. Noah's gone, the flowers are blooming, and camping season is right around the corner. And what better way to jumpstart the season than with a month-long event here at Alpenhouse RV. We have a wide selection of top quality RVs to choose from at prices you have to see to believe. Like this Primetime Avenger for only $205 a month. Or this Cougar fifth wheel for $359 a month. And with our knowledgeable team of outfitters and convenient financing options, we'll make sure you find the perfect RV for your next adventure. Shop online anytime at alpenhouserv.com or come see us in Amsterdam and Saratoga. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. carbs and 95 calories. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. Welcome back to Honorado and Company, Chris and Ash. And Chris, we're about to talk to a college athlete who is, I would say, setting the lacrosse world on fire. Mm. But that wouldn't even be fair because she's setting the college athletics world on fire, a two-sport athlete in college. And the catch is she goes where? She goes to West Point because I like saying West Point because it just sounds a little more sophisticated, doesn't it? You know, know. she plays plays for Army, goes to West Point. Uh, It's enough to get into this institution. Yeah. But to then be a one-sport athlete is Mm -hmm. incredible. And like you said, Ash, to play two, I mean, forget about it. Incredible. Yeah, we're talking about uh, Queensberry's Bridget Duffy. Uh, Bridget, thank you so much for joining us. And number one, congratulations on everything you've done so far. Um, You've got a bright future, obviously, but congratulations on an amazing freshman year. Thank you. Happy to be here. (laughs) Uh, Can you take us through the experience of, uh, I know when you decide on Army, I know you committed to lacrosse first. Can you play out kind of how you decided you were going to be a two-sport athlete and how you could take it all on being at a place like West Point? Yeah, so I was originally committed to play lacrosse my junior year of high school. Um, And throughout high school, I played four sports, so picking one for college was devastating for me. My senior year of high school, I 
found that West Point had a soccer camp in the summer. So I was like, hmm, I'll just go try it out, see how it is. So I ended up talking to that coach and she was like, well, try to make it work out and see if you can do two sports. And I was like, let's go. So. Okay. We know why two sports, because you played four and apparently loved all of them. Why Army? Well, it wasn't very high on my radar when I was originally searching for colleges, but um, my mom, she went to West Point, so I knew a lot about it. And I definitely wanted something a little bit different. I wanted to be challenged academically and athletically, and I knew it would be a perfect place. And I wanted to be set up for my future, and it will do perfect. I know this can't have been as easy as you have made it look. The success that you've had in multiple sports while also going to the U.S. Military Academy. Like, has it exceeded your expectations? Is it harder than you thought it'd be? Did Queensbury prepare you well enough to just kind of take it on? And this is, you're used to this kind of stuff. It's definitely a grind, but um, I think it's all worth it in the end. And the people at West Point make it so much better. I mean, we have an amazing support system. So that definitely helps out a lot. And I think Queensbury Athletics and Queensbury Academics definitely prepared me for what West Point has. Um, not a lot of free time, which I'm used to being in a busy household and always having something to do. But I think it's definitely something that you learn to get used to over your course at West Point. And I'm still growing, but hopefully it'll get better. What's more difficult, the training to be a soccer player, especially a midi, which has to cover a lot of the field, or military-type training? I would definitely say military-type training. It's um, soccer something I've grown up and known a lot about, but um, the military training is something that everyone at West Point is learning day by day. So this summer, I'm going to be able to go out into the field and get to do a lot of cool things that a lot of other people wouldn't normally do during their summer. Did mom, was mom able to prepare you for that at all? And what it's probably changed what she went through versus what, what you were going through, but how much was she able to help you kind of get ready for this transition? Yeah. Um, it's definitely changed a lot. Sometimes she asks <laughs> if I even go to West Point, but, um, <clears throat> she's been amazing. I mean, she's been able to help me with many little things that I think, um, cadets wouldn't normally know when they're, applying to West Point. So I think it's good to have kind of that inside look to West Point. But yeah, she's been amazing. Uh, you told us before you hopped on here, you are one of how many siblings at home? Nine. It's like a Duffy army already in Queensbury at home. Oh, yeah. We could feel um, the whole team. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking of this now, though, Bridget, like having to to grow up with eight siblings it would i think inherently just teach you um patience and teamwork and a lot of the qualities that probably go into being a good cadet no i would say so i mean it's definitely taught me resilience and um just being able to deal with things that aren't the best yeah. sometimes but um i being able to grow up in this household has just kind of taught me responsibility more than the others, which has helped me with a lot at West Point and just being able to take on tasks that are grueling sometimes. But um, I don't know, I wouldn't change it for the world. They're the best siblings and 
and there'd have to be a great sense of self of selflessness too right like you're you're not going to be the priority most days <laughs> i am not i am not bridget how cool is it though um i mean everyone gets to to have their family probably come occasionally but you're so close um and i've seen pictures of like your entire family at games and it just kind of makes me smile because it's like you can look up in the stands and you see this whole crowd that is there cheering for you. How cool is that for you? Yeah, I mean, it's super cool to be able to live two to three hours away and have them come to almost all my home games. It's just very heartwarming and to know that I have a whole support system up there cheering for me and to be able to go give all my siblings hugs after the games is just amazing. We put up some of the stats already, but I'll throw them back up here again. What you were able to do uh, just as a freshman towards an award watch list, Patriot League Rookie of the Year. You led all freshmen in the country in goals. You broke an Army single season lacrosse record in terms of points. Um, athletically, what, what, what could you possibly do next year to build upon that? Um, I, there's definitely a lot. It wouldn't seem like it, but there's a lot. I mean, our coaches have been amazing this year, and they've just been helping us work on the little things. So I know there's a lot of little things that I can work on next year and to just keep getting better. Well, one of the boxes you helped Army check was first NCAA tournament appearance with the women's lacrosse team. I have to imagine first NCAA tournament win is next on the list. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're looking to do big things next year. I think this year was definitely um, just a year of like confidence and growth, kind of just to show our team how good we really are and how far we can go. So I think next year we're just going to keep trying to push and see how far we can get. Um, after college, what what <laughs> what has the first year experience at West Point done to kind of shape what you think you want to do in life? So I'm hoping to pursue med school. Um, next year, I'm going to major in life science. And hopefully, if that goes well, fingers crossed, um, we're going to look to go to med school right after graduation. And then are you a medic? Is that something you think about, too, like out in the field or somewhere uh, domestically doing your service time in, in the medicine field? I would probably somewhat be somewhere in a hospital. Um, I could possibly be deployed or sent out into the field. But yeah. Um, Bridget, your dad, I was going to say, we talked about your mom, but your dad, he was an ROTC guy at Canisius. I saw, so Army Athletics did this unbelievable video of you, which I watched uh, earlier today. And they talked to both of your parents and your dad was an ROTC guy and he did 27 years in the military. So uh, while we talk about your mom, your dad also put in a ton of time and it almost sounds like you could follow both of their tracks a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they've definitely been a huge inspiration to me. Um, my dad, he stayed in for a while and I'm hoping to do the same. So. Now, by playing soccer, I would imagine it gets it'll be difficult to get to the Army Navy game, right? Do you do you quit soccer one year game? just to get to that football game? Well, I was gonna say they play Army Navy games in every school. You know, I'm talking about the football game. <laughs> well, usually our the seasons wrap up right before it happens, but hopefully we can go far enough this year where we will miss it. So, see, there you go. She wants right. to miss it for good yeah. reason. Listen, yes. Chris, we, we're talking about, and this maybe this makes her uncomfortable how much we're like talking about her, but the first ever to be an All-American 
in the women's lacrosse program. Like when we're talking about first evers at Army, yeah. Yeah. Bridget, you're doing something right. <laughs> you're doing something right. How have you put? Have you been able to kind of process that and put it into perspective, like your achievements that you have been able to to do this year? I mean, it, it's definitely been a lot, but I'm super appreciative of it. Um, I just think it's a lot to take in for my first year here. Very overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's your own fault, you know, quite frankly. <laughs> you know, you, you you created this problem. Stop being so good, <laughs> would you? That's a good thing. By the way, the, the Queensbury uh, girls lacrosse team is is still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're rolling this year, I know, uh, as well. Um Ash, anything else for Bridget before we let her go? No, I'm good. Do you have any siblings on that team right now? I do. I have two siblings. There you go. So when we're covering them in the sectional championship games, <laughs> we'll be talking about more Duffies. Exactly. I'll be there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be tonight. there. All right. All right. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Bridget, thanks for jumping on with us here. Uh, I know it's it's a busy uh, summer even for you, so we appreciate the time. You got to go babysit all those siblings. I know. Yeah, I can hear them screaming. <laughs> That's Bridget Duffy from Queensbury and now doing big, big things uh, at Army. That's good, good stuff. All right, we come back here on Honorado and Company. Is LeBron James serious? He's thinking about retirement. No. Who's buying it? Not me. Back right after this. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of NYSCOBA are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. All right, Ash, back for that final segment here on Honorado and Company. We just talked about it. LeBron James retiring. Really? Lakers get swept in the Western Conference Finals by the Denver Nuggets. LeBron postgame. And, and he wasn't really led into it. Part of his comment was, I've got a lot to think about. Then the follow-up came and he answered, if I want to continue to play. So these are two separate clauses from two separate answers um and i just kind of went really real like really are we now talking about him possibly retiring when they just got swept out of the playoffs it, it just felt like one of two things was happening lebron wanted the attention to stay on him mm -hmm. after they were just swept yeah or and i think this is more likely the case i i i don't I don't think LeBron James is like this real attention hog. I really don't. He's great and he knows it and all that, but I I don't feel like he's starved for attention. This is a this is a clear sign to the Lakers. Y'all better do something this offseason cuz I'm thinking about retiring or maybe sitting out a year if we don't get this roster into some championship winning shape. <laughs> Yeah, it means not. He's got. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think a change of scene. But you did, you did bring this up. You're like, listen, he's not going to retire because all he's talked about is playing with Bronny. So he's right. got to not only get through next season, 
He's got to get through the seat to the season after that in order to play with him wherever that might be. And that's easy. That would be he turns 39 in December. Um, so by the time he plays with his son, he'll be 40 or on the verge of it. Um, I'm not sure you say easy like this is like, you know, a 40 year old playing in the NBA is just like run of the mill cakewalk type thing. I'm saying he easily plays two more years, okay. easily plays two more years. The guy is still a top five player in this league. Mm -hmm. It's insane. And, and he's not going anywhere else. They're not going to trade LeBron James. He's well, under contract he's going for one somewhere year. next year. Because whoever drafts his kid is where he's going. I'm talking about next year. The, yeah, okay. the very next NBA yeah, yeah. season, he will be in L.A. wearing purple and gold. He is hoping that this franchise surrounds him with, I guess, some better talent and players or or guys that he wants to handpick. That generally doesn't end well. Um, and then, yes, he will he will sign maybe a veteran's minimum deal yeah. to go play with Bronny. He, LeBron, LeBron has hedged it a little bit to say, Yo, look, the dream was to play with my son. Mm -hmm. I could settle for playing on the same court as okay. my son. Yeah. So it doesn't so necessarily have to time. be the team that drafts Bronny. I think I think that is what will end up happening. Yeah, because that's the only way to really guarantee it. So Bronny gets drafted by – he's not going to be – you're, you're going to play for a bad team, right? Well, yes, probably. He'll be a top – 15 pick right now he's projected as like the 10th overall prospect in okay that so not draft. an awful team right and depending upon the way you know trades have shaken now mm -hmm. with who owns what pick or what it like he could be in brooklyn right he but could, and this is the thing like he's still you said he's a top five player so even if in a year he's a top 10 or 15 player like he will be an asset to whatever team he signs with, even as a 40-year-old washed-up LeBron. Do you think he wants it enough to take the veterans minimum? No, he's going to get more than that. Okay. Somebody will okay. give him more than that. Well, I know someone will give him Everybody more. Is he going? More. Is he? Does he want to play with his son so badly that if a team is tight on the cap, yeah. that they'll just bring him in for not a lot of money? Yeah, my guess is whatever team he's going to isn't going to be as tight on the cap as – other teams you're, you're I mean, tight on the cap teams are going to be your top teams there are enough like decent teams that are not great like brooklyn atlanta mm -hmm. oklahoma city like these teams have a that, lot of money that could be in the lottery and yeah. could draft brawny and then add lebron and all of a sudden they're raising the larry o'brien together like that's not so crazy to think it could happen two years from now right sure yeah not so crazy all right, not so crazy. You know what's crazy? Antonio Brown playing in the National Arena League, but it's happening this weekend.